a heat wave in Los Angeles and yeah. Corinne, we literally look like we are polar opposites. Totally right now. opposite. I feel like every Tuesday, I feel like for the past like four Tuesdays, it's been raining in Boston. And Maybe I'm, I'm so wrong, but jealous. Feels, yeah, it's been good. You're just This is Two Girls, One Ghost. Two Girls, One Ghost. And we are your ghosts. That's Sabrina. <laughs> <laughs> that is Corinne. I am Sabrina. Hello. This is an Encounters episode. And we're just going to get into it this week and read yes. ghost stories from all of you spooky, haunted, bo- I was almost going to say bitches, but people also happened. Pooches. So, po- pee- pooches is what I was Pooches. You pooches. Oh, pooches. Pooches. Pooches reminds me of the little, little belly pooch I have right here. <laughs> uh, me too. I just ate food too. The pooch. Okay. I'm going to start with one that is a little bit scandalous, but it's very perfect oh. because our podcast name is Two Girls, One Ghost, and this fits right in. And I will tell you the subject line. It is, I got boned by a ghost. <laughs> you always get, every time an email comes in with this like sexy, salacious sort of title, you always snag them. I snag so the salacious, sexy stories. Yes. Sabrina right, snags sexy, it. salacious, <laughs> spooky stories. That's our tongue twister. That is a tongue twister. Okay. Howdy, ladies. I love y'all's podcast, and I'm finally writing my crazy experiences down. I've always had a connection with spirits and have been able to feel the presence of ghosts. All of my encounters with ghosts have been positive, and I've never really felt afraid of them. I grew up in a house in rural Virginia outside of Lynchburg. My family always said we had a friendly ghost in that house that would help us out in little ways. Two of the stories I can recall happening were when my dad lost the keys to one of his work trucks, and we just tore the house apart for two days. But when Monday rolled around, the keys were found plain as day on his nightstand, and no one in our family knew who put them there. So we all said it was the friendly ghost. Another time, I had really tough homework in one of my science classes in high school, and I could not figure out the answer to a multiple-choice question. So I left my homework on my desk and my pencil in a pencil case, but when I woke up the next morning, that pencil was out of the case, pointing directly at the C answer. Hmm. I can't remember what the question was, but it turned out to be right. And I know for a fact the pencil was put back in the case because I'm a neat freak and nobody else had gone in my room. So I'm certain it was our friendly ghost. How cool. I mean, that this is the ideal. We always talk about cleaning ghosts, but I feel like ghosts that can help you. This is this is that movie, How High, you know? You get I don't know it. You get to cheat on your exams. It's this guy, his his friend passes away and helps him on his like SATs. Oh, oh well. He gets perfect score. But it's from he he can't explain it because he gets high, he sees dead people, it helps him. <laughs> I'm wait, him, I, now uh, I need cheat. to see this. Wow, that's so cool. Cheat with the other side. Okay. There were other things that happened in that old house that I can't remember right now, but it's nowhere near as crazy as what happened to me last year. She goes, I'll let you read at this point to make sure you want to read it on the podcast, but I need to tell you about it anyways because you're my ghost best friends and I haven't told a soul about it. <laughs> last year, 2021, I went camping on my summer break from my first year of college. I had broken up with my boyfriend at the beginning of the summer and my sister wanted me to stop moping around the house. So she took me camping with her and her boyfriend. 
We went to a state forest that we went camping to or at all the time, so it wasn't anything new. My sister and her boyfriend slept in one tent, and I slept in another, which wasn't a big deal because I grew up in the woods. I couldn't fall asleep to save my life, and my sister and her boyfriend were clearly asleep by the sound of their loud snoring. The whole forest was alive and clearly didn't want me to sleep either. So I did what many people do when they can't sleep. You know, uh, use my hand. Anyways, oh, I was trying to be as quiet as possible, and I heard what sounded like hoofbeats getting closer and closer until they were right outside my tent. I was frozen in fear, but at the same time, still trying to silently put my shirt back on just in case I had to run for my life. About 10 minutes went by and nothing. So at this point, I was frustrated and, in quotes, close. So I just wanted to quickly finish and fall asleep. I kept going, and then I felt a male presence overtake the tent. There was nothing menacing, but it was bright enough to see, and there was no one else in the tent. Plus, the zipper flap didn't even open. It was like he disappeared. If y'all read this far, it's about to get explicit, and I would like to state that I'm not very experienced and have only been with one man who was my ex-boyfriend. So, I feel a presence over me, and when I move my hand back down there, I feel something warm on the back of my hand. Strangely, I feel very calm and relaxed during all of this, and I reach up and grab what is unmistakably a big, hard dick. What? <laughs> what? No way. Ghost penis. Ghost penis. It's a ghost penis. It is totally lifelike, and I follow it all the way up with my hand to what feels like a man's body. I gasp and whisper, who are you? But nothing happened. My eyes were open, but there was nothing I could see. I won't lie. I was in the mood. So I grabbed it and had sex with what I can only hope was a ghost of a lover from a previous life. It was the best I've ever had. And I'm embarrassed of it. You don't need to say any of this either, but of course we're going to. But (laughs) when I came, he apparently did too. And there wasn't any sticky mess. Anyway, I fell asleep immediately after and woke up with no evidence from the night before other than my underwear being on the other side of the tent. I am so sorry for what is definitely the dirtiest story you've ever had on your show. And from this is literally so good. the most boring listener you have, I have no one else in my life I could possibly tell that to without dying. So thank you for being my therapist. I promise you this was not some weird ghost fan fiction, but something that genuinely happened to me. And I hope to see you all on the other side. See. See. Oh, my gosh. I mean, this is immediately bringing me back to so many of when when we did the episode of uh, celebrity mm-hmm. ghost sex stories, all the celebrities who've also experienced Kesha. something like this. Yeah. Cash. Yeah. There's there's so many. It's, yes. I mean, for as, as wild as it is to imagine this happening, if this hasn't happened to you. And I, I from the way that C is writing, I also think C probably thinks this is pretty, pretty inc- incredible. Yeah, um, and it and, seemed consensual, was a very, like, down-to-have-and-happen yeah. experience, which is the best, because we've heard of Incubus and Succubi, which, like... Right. Or Incubi and Succubi, whatever. And those are, like, demonic entities that, like, are maybe a bit more non-consensual and... Right. You know, not great experiences, but this is, like, a ghost which is, like, coming by to help. I I really wonder... We didn't... It did, what was the description outside of the tent? Was it hooves? Is that what yeah, you said, like almost like he was riding, maybe riding a horse. Oh, oh, a cowboy, a prince, a cowboy, prince lover. charming, prince charming. Okay, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. So <laughs> while I'm listening to it, do you get I'm turned like, on? You're like, sh- come find me, a ghost lover. 
I'm like listening. I'm like, that's weird. Like my face is doing this. Like, <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe that's happening. But my brain is like, mm. what if that happened to me? What would I do? I know. I do love, okay, because when we talked to Contro- Conchetta Bertoldi a couple years ago now at this point, she had commented that she has had sex with a ghost and she 100% yes. know, like it's, she knows it's a lover from a past life. It's like a past soulmate. And she even said it was like the best sex she's ever had. And she was like, and I'm married, but like, it's true. Yeah. It does make me wonder too what what that relationship is. You know, like if a spirit of a past loved one comes and has sex with you, are they also making themselves known in other ways throughout your life and mm. it's just less clear and you don't know and it's only in this really physical, intimate moment that you realize your past lover is here? Yeah, I don't know. Or is it just like there's this weird thing happening in the pl- planet – planetary system or something and for a moment in time that spirit is allowed to fornicate with you <laughs> yeah or is this like a weird wrinkle in time <gasps> where this is actually happening in the past oh but you're, it's it's almost like i'm i'm thinking of what is it like you've got mail or whatever the like what's that movie with sandra bullock and they they put the letters they communicate through the mailbox with the letters it's almost mm. making me think of that where it's like you live perhaps it is happening and it's very real for both people yeah but there that spirit what she felt was a spirit is actually a human like of flesh and bone from another timeline <gasps> or time that is also Ooh. thinking that he's having relationships with, with a ghost a female <gasps> spirit that he can't see oh my gosh wow <laughs> we'll never know. know but this is it's amazing time and souls entangled yes yeah i mean sounds like a sounds like a fun experience <laughs> sounds like a good old time yeah yeah oh my gosh thanks for trusting us to you yes. with that story that's amazing and this is a call to action to everyone like i hope people know that they can write into us anonymously and tell us about stories that they maybe don't feel comfortable telling anyone else you can also tell us you don't Absolutely. want us to share it on the podcast and just wanted to have someone to tell and talk to about it dear diary we are your diary Please mm-hmm. tell us and give us your soul. Just make sure you say, I don't want this read on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise. We can't read your mind. Surprise. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Wow. Incredible start. Yes. Incredible start. Start off strong. Okay. This is called, my doctor said I was allergic to ghosts. And this is a, a little bit of a long one. So oh, okay. buckle up, everybody. Hey, Triangle Besties. I'm Ooh. doing a quick meet and greet with y'all tonight for Camp TGOG. Ayo. Uh, that that was in the past. <laughs> so we, we we met them. Yes. And that has finally pushed me to write out these experiences that I have been waiting to share. And I hope you enjoy these this paranormal smorgasbord. I'll start with the experience that I've been desperately wanting to hear your opinion on. Oh, the year was Dear 2018. Diary. Dear diary. Dear ghost diary. <laughs> the year was 2018. And okay, well, this is this gets sad. So we'll, br- okay. we'll bring it down for a, m- okay. a moment. Yes, thank you. I just lost my best friend to suicide. More paranormal oh. experiences caught on video on that later. And I'd gotten the nerve to finally leave my toxic now ex-husband because that was a wake-up call to take care of my mental health. I'd moved into the third floor apartment alone and was doing well because I'd taken the steps to get better my life, but I was also suffering from severe complicated grief. I started to have trouble sleeping, and whenever I would lay down in the bedroom and tried to drift off, I felt like I couldn't breathe. I thought it might be anxiety making me feel like my throat was tightening. 
I would literally get up and go to the mirror to see if my throat was open because hashtag anxiety, am I right? Yeah. But then it escalated to when I would finally fall asleep, I would wake up gasping for air and it was clear that I had actually stopped breathing and thankfully woke up. This happened multiple times a night, every night for several days. I thought, great. I'm just going to die in my sleep all alone because I can't breathe because of my anxiety and thinking about dying in my sleep just makes me even more anxious. What a fun cycle. It's horrifying. I set up a doctor's appointment to discuss this and anxiety and or sleep apnea, and they thought it was just allergies. What? They suggested I download the sleep cycle app and record myself sleeping to see if (gasps) I had any snoring issues and get insight into my... Yeah, into my breathing patterns at night. I felt annoyed and unheard, but obliged. Everything continued for a while, and I didn't enjoy not sleeping well and definitely didn't enjoy not being able to breathe. I did, however, enjoy getting to wake up to data about my sleep patterns, (laughs) LOL. It's fascinating, yeah. It became. I know, so fun. Also a little bit scary, you know? Yes. Listening to yourself. Sometimes ignorance is bliss. Ignorance is bliss, and maybe it would have been in this case. Oh, gosh. It became part of my routine to wake up and check my stats. It was Christmas time, and one of the things getting me through the days was binging Hallmark movies. (laughs) It was a non-work night, so I watched TV in my room a little bit longer than usual, and I told myself that this was the last movie of tonight, and then I'm going to turn it off and go to bed. I can't sleep with noise or TV or light, so I know that I turned off the TV that night and specifically remember giving myself a cutoff time. The next morning, I woke up and everything felt normal. My bedroom door was shut as usual, TV was off, and energy finally felt fine. I checked my socials and I watched YouTube and had a nice lazy weekend morning. Eventually, I remembered to check the Sleep Cycle app to get those stats that I loved. I honestly didn't expect anything out of the ordinary. I'm an open book and embarrass myself all the time, (laughs) and I'm the first person to laugh at my little moments. So trust me, I'm not coming from a place of pride when I tell you I don't normally snore. Out of the many, many nights I've tracked my sleep, there have only been a few instances where I snored, and those events were less than a minute long and only once at night, if that. The app records one minute of audio when it detects snoring, and you can play back that audio to listen. I happily pressed the play button on my snore sample, And that's when everything changed. I've attached this audio for you guys to dissect, and I really want to hear your theories. Oh, my gosh. We'll insert the audio right now in this, and then we'll cut the video to come back to it Well, can I listen to it? Okay. Well, maybe I'll – Well, because this is the perfect time for it to – if I listen to it and it plays. Okay. I'll listen to. Pause. (laughs) Is it the first one, Snore Sample? Yes. Oh, wait. I clicked on the wrong thing. Hold on, I clicked on the wrong one. Wait, how are you getting this? It says unsupported file type for me. Oh, wait, here we go. Ah! Oh my gosh. That is... Okay. All right, we all just listened to that sample. Yeah. There's a lot that's happening. Now I'm going to read. Okay. (laughs) I know. Well, we're about to find out. Okay. Okay. Here's a play-by-play breakdown of what I hear when I listen. First, you can hear my faint snoring. Keep track of my inhales and exhales. There's no way that I'm the source of the following noises since I'm inhaling or audibly exhaling at the same moments. The first shocking sound is the sound of my bedroom doorknob turning and releasing as it opens. Next, there's this airy type of swooshing noise that sounds very Hollywood-esque, like a ghost going through something or possessing someone. 
Also like a big inhale, but I'm exhaling. Next, the most intriguing, terrifying is the sound of not one, but two voices clearly in the room. They sound almost electronic and foreign. I can't quite make out what they're saying. Maybe lights on? I'm not sure. The recording stops at one minute, so I don't know how long things were happening. But, oh, I have chills. Oh, my gosh. But could this be why I couldn't breathe when I fell asleep? What's more terrifying, ghosts breaking – what's more terrifying, ghosts breaking and entering or people in my room while I clearly am asleep? My door was locked when I woke up. Nothing was moved or out of place or missing. My front door was locked. I live in a top floor corner apartment and never heard neighbors throughout the years. I did a test audio recording with my phone on the nightstand recording while I opened up my bedroom door and it sounds exactly like it does in the recording. I did get extra door security, stopped recording myself sleeping, and most importantly, I moved out. What do you think happened? I don't know. Maybe it was just allergies. It it almost feels like the way that she couldn't breathe makes me think that they were choking her. Right? Right? Or like somehow I'm almost thinking Little Mermaid-esque where – where they're taking, uh, you know, like <gasps> Ariel's voice gets taken out of her to get to Ursula. So like maybe maybe these spirits were like sucking the air and and voice and everything out of – here, I, I never said uh, this person's name, but they signed it. Donnelly. Donnelly. I'm, um, I need to re-listen to that. And I feel like at the end of the story, we should play it again just so that everyone can listen to it yes. one more time. And I'm so curious what other people hear. I'm going to be listening to it because I really like wish you could – maybe our editors can even enhance where they're talking because you can clearly hear someone talking. And I'm curious if you could try to decipher what they're saying. Right. Well, I'll give our editor notes to insert it back in the clip. Play it again. At the end. Play back. Yeah. Ooh, I just heard Nick say hello in the background. Close the door real quick. It spooked me. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, everyone else to hear that. It wasn't an EVP. We got to call out when things happen so that we all don't convince ourselves that the places are haunted. Okay. Okay. Amazing. I have a few more stories. Okay. Uh, Donnelly said, some mini extra stories if you have time. There have been so many, including one of my earliest memories being of getting in trouble and hysterically waking my mom up to check outside because I saw a shadow of a man wearing a top hat walking right outside my bedroom door, and I insisted that she go and check, but no one was there. It was so vivid, and I still remember it, and this was when I was about three years old and had no clue about Hat Man and didn't know that Hat Man was a thing until listening to Two Girls, One Ghost. I saw a full apparition of a ghost when I was 13 years old in my backyard. I'd woken up in the middle of the night with that feeling of being so crazily thirsty with a completely dry mouth. So I rushed to the kitchen, got a glass, and stood in front of the sink to fill it up with tap water. I chugged a whole glass, poured another, started chugging that one, and looked out the kitchen window above the sink overlooking our small yard. Maybe six feet of grass stretched from the window to the wooden fence. And in front of the fence was a blue boy staring at me. A blue boy. A solid whole child, about 10 years old, that I did not recognize. He had dark hair, dark eyes, wearing a shirt and jeans, just standing there, feet away, through the glass, staring at me, motionless, no emotion on his face. He was just tinged in blue as if it were nighttime in a movie. It was nighttime, but how often do people actually look blue like they're in twilight? I didn't feel super terrified, but I do think that I was just in shock. (laughs) Then he flickered. He was there. And then he wasn't. And I was just looking at this wooden fence. And I was like, well, I'm clearly not getting enough hydration. (laughs) Oh, well. Uh, (laughs) But then he was back a second later. 
I was definitely not imagining him. I ducked under the counter and I crawled back to my room to avoid being seen by the blue ghost boy through the window and I did not fall back asleep, so I know it was not a dream. I thought that this was the craziest paranormal experience until a ghost threw my friend and I down a flight of stairs a couple of years later. The amazing podcast, and that's why we drank, Ayo, shout out to Christine and M, uh, covered a haunted restaurant in my town called Ashley's. This lovely little restaurant is old and cute, and the food is hit or miss, but it's definitely 100% haunted. This podcast does a great job explaining the history and hauntings about a woman being attacked on the stairs and killed in the restroom and some other nearby deaths involving the train tracks directly next to the restaurant. In Uh, middle school, my friend's mom would take a group of us, and we would hope for something paranormal to happen. (laughs) What what an amazing mom. I want to be that mom. We are going to be those moms. Absolutely. And then kids when like, you're we kids, use Ouija boards, we say no, but we will take you to investigate yes. the local paranormal places. I can't wait for when our kids are having slumber parties and it's like the four of us together or however many kids we have, like us and our kids, we go and we're like doing the spooky stuff. We're taking them out. Like they are dressing up as creepy. They're, they're all like little Hell Voldemorts yes. for Halloween. Yeah. 1,000%. Yeah. 1,000%. And then they have the sleepover. We do the whole like flickering lights, oh, you know, totally. put a few weird dolls in places. Put your hand in the bowl. Scar the children. It's a brain, but it's actually pasta. Yeah. Our kids are going to have Ugh. a grand old time. Yes. What I'm looking forward to most, I think, is when you have like five or six-year-olds or seven-year-olds and you host a Halloween party oh. and then you get to do all like the really fun, cool foods. Like you were just saying, like the brain, like pasta. Those things are fun. We'll be little Pinterest moms, but spooky. But spooky. Terrifying. <laughs> okay, so we left off with the friend's mom bringing them to the train tracks next to the restaurant. Yep. Paranormal investigations. We were even dumb enough to touch the tracks and wish for something to happen inside. It was creepy and fun, but uneventful every single time. That is, until I went with my own mom and a new friend. I acted as this sort of like know-it-all tour guide. I explained the ghost stories and I gave a tour, proudly showing the story and photo on the back of the menu featuring a photo my friend's dad took capturing a ghost on the stairs Whoa. we ate our meal upstairs and after years and years of no experiences i honestly had stopped expecting anything and didn't feel creeped out at all the stairwell is small made up of two flights of stairs only about seven steps each okay. you go down one and cross a small landing turning to the left to finish the second flight to leave out of the door as everything felt completely normal we finished our meals we paid and we went to exit by going down the stairs my mom led the way followed by my friend and i walking side by side Myself on the left and her on the right. Oh, no. We were in the middle of talking when suddenly I was hit on the back shoulder blade with something very hard and solid. It felt like a brick, like a two-by-four piece of wood. Also, every time I look up at you, I'm, like, trying not to glance up because there's a tissue box over, like, beyond my eye line. And every time I look up, I think it's a little ghost girl. (laughs) Like, it it looks like it. When I quickly glance, I'm like, just (laughs) eyes to the page. It's not a spirit. Glued into your iPad. Staying glued. Yeah. Yes. It hit me so hard. I fell down multiple steps landing against the wall at the landing where the stairwell turns. I immediately turned to my friend to ask why in the world she would do such a thing when I realized that she too was next to me on the landing holding her left shoulder, equally (gasps) confused, angry, and afraid. We had been walking side by side. We had both fallen at the same moment. And not only were we both hit, we were both hit on the shoulder in the middle as we walked. So there was no way that we could have done this to each other at the same time. And we obviously wouldn't have. Yeah. 
No one else was on the second floor. This restaurant is pretty empty and the staff uses a separate employee stairwell, probably because the other one is haunted AF. (laughs) And I've gone back multiple times over the years and I haven't had any more concrete experiences, but the women's restroom has terrible, terrible energy. And there are times that I would rather risk peeing my pants than stepping foot in there. As time has passed, some of my memories in the restaurant feel odd, especially concerning the ladies' room. At one time, there used to be a small standing space when you opened the restroom door that was about two square feet and then a second doorway. I have a memory that kind of feels more like a vision with associated feelings, and I'm honestly not sure if it was my hyped-up, eager, for paranormal activity middle school exaggerated memory or if it was real, and but I felt like if I stayed in that space with the doors closed, I would be strangled. Oh my gosh, so much with like- That's like intense. Not being able to yeah. breathe. Yes. And feeling scared and claustrophobic in that space, but it doesn't feel like my memory. Oh. I would be sure to hold the exterior door open with my foot until I push the second door to the restroom open to avoid being trapped in there. Eventually, the owners changed the second door that leads into the restroom itself to two push shutters. I feel like that's kind of even scarier. Like yes, a saloon they can totally door, like wiggling. Move on their own. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Uh, to two shutters, like an old Western bars. So it was more open. Maybe other people experience the same feeling in that closed space. Nowadays, there isn't a second door at all. It just opens when you walk through to the small area in the restroom. I also can remember sitting on the toilet and looking at the other stall and seeing a pair of really old lace-up boots like from the early 1900s and thinking, those are ghost boots. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know if I saw them and just got scared and blocked it out of my memory because something about the visual of the boots in the next stall does not seem like my own. And I don't remember telling my friends about it or cataloging it into my paranormal memory bank like the stairs incident. But as I've shared that story, the boots have mysteriously restored itself back in my mind. Oh, I'd like to casually add this one time in 2018. I said that word in 2018. A little girl about seven years old skipped down the aisle next to our table. She was heading in the same direction that I was facing, so I got a good look at her pretty brown hair styled in a half-up, half-down style, secured with a white ribbon blowing behind her as she skipped towards the direction that my friend sat at across the table from me. She was wearing a blue dress and black Mary Jane heels and lace socks. It felt so out of place in this old rundown restaurant that has also become a sports bar with these <laughs> just like crusty old regulars who get pretty drunk and rowdy. Sure. Oh, my God. That was a description of me in my younger years. Yeah. Maybe I'll just come full circle and become that when I'm older, yes. too. Yes. You can see everyone in all of the tables from anywhere in the place due to the open layout. And since it's haunted, you tend to take in your surroundings. I never saw a table with a family or a little girl. After we left and we were driving home, my friend quietly asked if I saw the little girl skip by us. I said, yeah, the one in the blue dress. She exhaled like she had barely been breathing and said, oh, good. You saw her too. I got chills and said, yeah, but I didn't see her face. To which she quietly responded, I don't think she had. (gasps) Chills. Ooh, if I could like crawl into myself right now, I would. That is so creepy. So creepy. Ah. Thanks for sharing my stories. Thanks, Donnelly. Wow. Donnelly, this is this is a lot to digest. First of all, this restaurant, it reminds me a lot of the clay pit in Austin that we went to. Mm. But my gosh, the amount of encounters that Donnelly had here, 
I, we should go. It feels like it's a sure bet or anyone should go. Right? It feels like a sure bet. I know. We absolutely should. And it also is interesting. I feel like for years, Donnelly wanted to get an experience or have something happen, but nothing ever happened. And then all of a sudden, like all of these things happen. So maybe the right. ghosts finally recognized her and were like, yep, let's, let's reveal ourselves. But it's also interesting because now there's so many memories coming forward. Like with every experience or memory that Donnelly has – yeah. Now, it seems there are some others that are surfacing, but don't really feel like her own. So it makes me wonder if perhaps she did experience them and they were just suppressed somehow because there was some sort of like weird cloaking possession type thing. Yeah. Or if the spirits are implanting experiences <sighs> yeah. in her mind. Or is it a past why, life? Yeah, maybe, maybe she was Maybe when she was in the stall and she saw those boots, like yeah. that was a real experience of going to the bathroom and there was actually someone next to you going to the bathroom. Or a wrinkle in time, a glitch, who knows? Yeah. But also I think there's something to say uh, for her draw to this space. Like she yeah. keeps going back over years. Like maybe you're right. Maybe it is a past life. Maybe maybe whatever stood in this place before, Donnelly was a patron, an owner, a family member, a regular. She I was that it. crusty old person. Or drunk Donnelly is just like super open to the paranormal and ghosts are popping up all over the place and, you know, in her bedroom at night. Yeah. Let's play that audio mm. again for everyone. And as you take a listen and or re-listen and re-listen, let us know what you hear and let us know what you yes. think. That's the audio. Is there like a visual right. happening? Like, ooh, I don't know. Ooh, some like, yeah, smoke coming up <laughs> and the audio is playing. But like the, you just see the little like marks. Oh, maybe we can have them play that like that. Anyway. I have a story to end us on, and it's a beautiful story. And this is from our listener, Rhea. It is called, My Best Friend's Dead Brother Saved My Life. Dear oh. Corinne and Sabrina, I will start with the knee jerk. I love your podcast. Even my six-year-old <laughs> asked to listen to TGOG and wants to go to a live show. Don't worry, he was raised by a military brat millennial, so he's heard it all. He even <laughs> Yay, made creepy kid. Creepy kid. The creepy kid club. He even made up a spooky story if he ever gets a chance to tell you. Oh, we would love to hear it. Anyway, on to the story. Back in 2014, after living in Tennessee for two years, I had a friend visit with her father for a tournament of some sort, and they rented a cabin. So we stayed there. The final day they were to be there, my friend and I, with her father following behind, headed off the mountain to the rental office to check out. We leave my car safely parked while we went hiking, but... That was the plan. We never made it the three miles to the rental office. At the base of the mountain, there was a stop sign before pulling onto the road named after the mountain. When my friend and I came to a stop, I got a crazy feeling and literally could not move my foot off the gas pedal. Then I just knew. I looked at my friend and told her to put on her seatbelt. She gave me a confused look and said, you literally haven't said anything this whole time about my seatbelt and now you're telling me to buckle up? Yes, I was. I hadn't buckled either, so I took the time to do so. When oh she finally gosh. buckled, I was able to lift my foot off the pedal. Not two minutes later, oh, the tie rod on my car snaps and sends us barreling into the side of the mountain. Oh my God. We hit on my side and bounced off, crossing both lanes, careening down a six Ooh. to eight foot embankment. The car stops. We have no time to assess injury because she's smoking. 
and I don't want to find out if it's an explodey type of smoking. We exit the vehicle and it turns out I have a concussion. So I'm in and out running on autopilot when all of a sudden I'm out. I feel like my shoulder is hanging to my waist. And while I feel that I climb the embankment and I'm out of consciousness before reaching the top, but I come to when I'm at the top and I know I'm safe. All I remember next is I woke up in a hospital a few hours later. They told me I snapped my collarbone, got second degree burns from the seatbelt, put my teeth through my bottom lip and tore the steering column out with my knees. My friend fractured her wrist. According to the police, had I not been wearing my seatbelt, I would have been thrown through the front window. Fast forward to three days after the accident, I'm basically on bed rest and sleeping a lot, but not very deeply. When I finally get to a deep stage of sleep and I'm right back at that stop sign as if I was there again, like maybe this was real life and the other one was a really bad nightmare that I couldn't wake from. No, Mm -hmm. the only difference this time is Jason is in the backseat telling me to buckle up. Jason is my best friend of 23 years older brother. He was diagnosed with a sarcoma in his knee in 2011 and passed a few months later. He was like an older brother to me. It hit us all hard, but I truly believe that he was the one that gave me that feeling that I had to buckle up and was the reason that I couldn't move even if I wanted to. He protected us in life, so why not in death? Anyway, thank you for being y'all and taking the time to listen to other people's experiences. Let me know if you want to hear about the time my dog, the gentlest giant ever, was willing to risk it all when I was pregnant against what I believe was a flesh pedestrian. See you on the other oh, side. Oh, yes. Rhea. Uh, Rhea, yes. R- we Rhea. absolutely need to know that. One thousand percent. And then God, Rhea, I'm so. There are oh. some photos of the car that Rhea sent us. Okay. Um, no luck. I won't show the photos of Rhea's face, but this is the car. Oh my gosh. That is super banged up. Yeah. Ooh. Oh my God. I mean, truly a miracle. Just the description of like going down the mountain. I I just feel like it's wild that they didn't die. And it's, I mean, I know that there's some like, you never know what an accident will bring and who survives what type of accident. But like, I'm so oh. glad that there's some spiritual intervention yeah. here. And that that happened, that, that this spirit found a way to get them both to buckle up. Yeah. And it's interesting too, because it's like, this shows that not always are spirits able to intervene and like stop something from fully happening yeah but can do preventative measures to make whatever happens less yeah you know? like he saved their lives 100 percent. he stopped them from dying but he couldn't stop the accident the car yeah from continue yeah he couldn't stop the accident oh it's so scary and it's also one of those things that like clearly it's something that happened to the car it wasn't like an act it wasn't like another car hit them or a truck hit them it was something snapped and i don't know cars very well so i don't know what the rod something whatever is but like i don't know that's clearly something important for moving forward and driving but but clearly like you have no way to predict that your car is going to malfunction right i mean maybe you do but i don't know like that that just feels like so oh so wild this is i feel like this is part of the reason i get so much anxiety when driving (laughs) on cliffs and mountains mm. like specifically in california when i've gone to big bear and that scenic route from los angeles to santa barbara yeah i am white knuckling because you're literally on the edge of a cliff and you're like, going so fast it's like a highway yeah you're going so fast anything could happen you could just i don't know it just is really really scary to think yeah you're you're always seconds away from barreling to your death and um 
my fear of dying, not even my fear, my knowledge of, I, I 100% either already have died in a car accident or I'm going to. And that's why. I think it's a past life. Similar to I my hope. tornado theory, I think you died in a past life in a car accident. I hope. It's like, I was just, since like age 11, like I just had a feeling. Or even younger maybe, but yeah. Maybe right, I'll well, have I'm someone gonna, to save me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be all of us. It's going to be the entire podcast just like manifesting and hoping and like praying and putting out into the universe that this can't happen for you. Okay. All right. Well, but then the thing is, instead of being stoked that you're alive, you're going to be like, I don't know whatever happened. I thought I was going to die. Shoot. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely be <laughs> bummed that I didn't Why was die. I proved wrong? <laughs> okay well as we manifest my safety in cars um yes please email us your paranormal encounters experiences to two girls one ghost podcast at gmail.com we're so excited to read them all we are your diary yes we are your diary uh rate and review us on itunes join the pyramid scheme join our patreon tell everybody about us yes and also follow us on all the social media socials tiktok instagram facebook twitter sometimes we use that um join our pyramid scheme we have merch get ready for spooky season get comfy merch with our like little ghost hell yeah so cute um and thank you so much to our editors at fire digital aiden manning eric foster max lodian thank you so much for editing our podcast both video and our audio we're really grateful yes thank you Uh, and make sure to tune in for the whole month of october for our demonic month yes that's it it's a demon month it's it's all spooky and dark and can't wait you're going to be begging for some reprieve by the end of that month. Yeah. Or you'll all be possessed. Who knows? Anyway. Who knows? Love well, y'all. We hope to see you on this side. Mm-hmm. But if we do not, we will see you, see you on, on the, the other, other side. side.